Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's intro to classic rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at amazonmusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime. Hey, it's the SoManyShows.com podcast for The Blacklist. I'm Jay with my boy Pete. What's up, Pete? That's Pete from SoManyShows, SoManyShows.com. What's going on, Jay? It's kind of like deja vu, isn't it? I uh, do. It just repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> the honest answer is, ladies and gentlemen, we were just about 60% of the way through recording this podcast when we had a technical disaster. So here we are starting it again. Dang it. Full, dis- full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. Figures. God bless America. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, talking the Blacklist, episode 515, Patty Sue Edwards. Uh, in just a moment, we'll get into our three main segments that we discuss every time that we do a Blacklist podcast. Then we'll kind of talk some about, some stuff about the episode itself, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, but before we get to that, on com, there is um, a place to vote for your favorite um, network broadcast TV shows that you'd like to see renewed. Ones that are on the bubble or 50-50 chance, the blacklist is on there. So, you love the blacklist, you want a sixth season, get on there and vote. There's been a couple thousand votes so far. Um, I don't want to tell you how it's doing, even though I have access to that. Um, but... More votes are always good votes. So many shows.com. All right. Did you vote, Pete? Tell me you voted. Oh. Yes, I did vote. Okay. And I voted for one Voting. show only on the list. And it was Blacklist. So let's go. That's, that's a good vote. I'll take it. All right. So uh, first section, what we always talk about, we rate the episode overall. Somewhere from zero to ten. Zero meaning that it was terrible. Or all the way up to 10 Tom Keen stab wounds, because that's our measurement here, our in memory of Pete's boy, Tom Keen. So if it was amazing, it would get a 10 somewhere in between. Pete, what do you give this rate, this uh, this episode? All right. For those of you who listen to our podcast, then this will make sense because I'm changing last week's rating. For those of you who are listening to our <laughs> podcast for the first time, this is the rating that it's always been. So last week's episode, real quick, was three Tom Keen stab wounds because this week I didn't get a thousand answers. However, this week's episode gets six Tom Keen stab wounds because I felt like it was a pretty decent episode and we did get closer or really close to where we need to be in the show. So I'm happy with that. I think that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Um I myself, I give it a seven. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the episode, I thought it was a good episode overall. Um, what I didn't like, and I probably would have given it higher, maybe upwards of a nine. Um, I just felt like some of the show was too much filler. Um, I just don't know that we needed everything. 
Maybe go back and look at it for all the things that we want answers to or see things progress within the storyline. We only needed maybe six minutes of the story. And that's my opinion. So if it makes you mad, I'm sorry. But seven's still good. Seven's still a good rating. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I agree with you. It was a lot of filler, and we only needed about six to seven minutes of the story. However, I want to give a shout-out and a thumbs-up to the writers of The Blacklist because every filler episode is unique and creative in a way where you're expecting to see the same things over and over again. There's been so many episodes out, and each episode has a a filler, and it's never the same filler. (laughs) It's always unique, and I'm always intrigued and interested. And if you're watching it for the first time, you're going to like the filler, I feel. You know, so it's a good move. Bravo. No, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, the writers do do uh, an outstanding job. Uh, no blacklister is the same. Um, each story is a little bit different. Uh, even the way Raymond Reddington even uses some of them is always a little bit different, too. So, no, I, yes. I, I can't disagree with that. I'm just impatient, man. I need to know what is going on. <laughs> that suitcase. Who is Raymond Ray? What is the truth? I need the truth. I can handle the truth, NBC. I can handle it. Dang. All right, next segment, we'll get to um, our biggest impact player, someone in the episode that had um, a lasting impact one way or another. Uh, didn't have to be a main character or someone that had some huge scene, but made an impact big enough that we'll remember it. So for you, Who's your impact player of the episode? All right. I'm going to go with uh, the detective. What was his name? Singleton? Singleton is correct. Okay, yeah. I, I think that, um, unfortunately, it didn't work out great for him, but I do believe that he's a character now that his his is one of those things where I feel like for the rest of the season, when they're uncovering the mystery, they'll keep saying, oh, well, Singleton was this, or Singleton was there, sure. or this is the guy that Singleton called. And right. um, his his whole storyline, I feel like, set up Liz finally seeing and finding out who the actual killer was for uh, Tom, and now we actually have, uh, you know, an opponent. Yeah, I, I, another thing I can't disagree with you about, um, and normally I try to have a different answer you know, so we're talking about maybe multiple things in the episode, but um, I definitely believe he is the impact player. I think you're right. I think he's going to have a lasting impact. Um, while we may not see him again, I'm sure we will hear of him again. Um, but not only that, not only that, um, another reason why I think he had such an impact. I, I don't know about you, um, but until this episode, I didn't trust him. I didn't believe he was on the right side of the law. I was still up in the air on that, whether or not he was really in the dark about Garvey. Is he really trying to help Keen? Like, I wasn't sure. And obviously, this episode we found out for sure, too. Um, so that was very eye-opening for me. And I, and I even feel a little bit bad that I didn't believe him, you know, three episodes ago. Now, were you the same or were you a lot smarter than I was? Um, I first, I was like, all right, I don't know what to do. But then I realized the whole TV trick that if you listen to Daily Reviews podcast, you know, DailyReviews.com, <laughs> I always say it, I'm the number one fan. They, you know, they tell you stuff like, hey, this character that looks like he's not trustworthy is fi- probably going to be trustworthy in 92% of the show. <laughs> right. So, right. you know, when you hear that and you kind of go with the with their word, you know, you get a lot right. So I felt like there was good hope for this guy. 
And I, I didn't see him expiring so early in the show. I thought he might have had a couple more episodes in him. Yeah, man. I, oh, I miss him. I, I, you're not going to like this, but I miss him more than I miss Tom Keene, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you, Jay? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm not really sorry, but I'm sorry. Um, now, a little bit different from our biggest impact. Um, let's talk about the biggest takeaway from the episode. Um, could be a character, could be a thing, it could be a plot line, it could be something we found out. What is your biggest takeaway coming out of that episode? Um, in the beginning of the season, I thought that we were going to get a rogue, ruthless, blacklisted Elizabeth Keene the whole season through. Right. And now I'm seeing that she became more of a humanized and detective, and she's doing the research, and she just found out something very pivotal at the end of the episode. And I need to see now if the emotion is going to get the best and cripple her, or hopefully she goes back to episode one and two, Elizabeth Keene, and we get to see some real cool Laura Craft Tomb Raider stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where we're going to go with that. Um, and my takeaway is for the same character, Elizabeth Keene, for sure. Um, but in a different way, uh, I was not sure after the trauma of everything that she went through and, you know, being in a coma, losing everything that she's got. Um, I, I wasn't sure that she really remembered everything, could put, um, you know, voices together or phases together to realize who was who. Um, but it was pretty instantaneous, close enough to instantaneous when she heard Garvey talking. And as he turned to her, that that recognition was there. I mean, and I they even kind of showed it as like a fuzzy kind of memory. Okay, put two plus together. Um, but I was um, impressed and happy and surprised that she did indeed remember enough to realize this is Tom's killer. Um, now, the flip side of that, I'm I'm dumbfounded that she didn't go after him right then and there. Were you? I mean, that had to surprise you, right? Well, here's my thing. Me and you, you know, regular people with no training at all, any kind of training – yeah, we go right after him because the emotion gets the best of us and we haven't been trained to restrain it. However, she was an FBI profiler. When you're profiling the worst criminals in the world, the top 10 criminals in the world and whatever, you know, you have to go through a lot of seminars and training and workshops to have people literally, you know, try to get under your skin and you can't let it bother you and you need to know how to react. So she probably fell back on her training at that point, you know, similar to any, you know, anybody in a situation where you have training for something and then it happens, like, you know. I guess it makes sense. Uh, They certainly go through a ton of training over and over and over again just to make sure they're always at the top of their game. But do you think part of it could be, uh, you know, a little bit earlier in the episode, um, Keen and Reddington were talking, and they were talking about the day when they do find out the killer, who it is and what happens, and if he is arrested because, you know, they – already suspect or pretty much believe and know that he is law enforcement. If that is truly the case, when he goes to court, he's going to have a good lawyer. Judges and juries kind of, they don't really find the police guilty maybe as often as they should or, you know, whatever. Um, And he mentioned how, you know, this is really going to be, it's going to come down to what happens on the street. Do you think, because there's so many people around that she held herself back because her own personal vengeance and justice needs to wait 
till a quieter situation when he least expects it and when he's alone? Or am I thinking too deep? Um, I'm not going to say no, but what I'm going to say is on the side theory of that, also, what if she knew, just realized that she's smart enough to know that she couldn't take him right away, and maybe she was just sitting there thinking, you know, when that happens, sometimes the thoughts just go through your head, you know, of how do you make a quick plan, who do you use, are you using Reddington, are you using this one, do you need the task force, She maybe she doesn't know what she has to do next, and that's why she kind of was like, that's the guy, and she started thinking, and that's why she had that look on her face. That's that's certainly plausible. Certainly plausible. I won't um, I won't discount that at all. Um, and since we're kind of talking about Garvey, since we'll talk about a few things, you know, throughout the episode, I feel bad for Detective Singleton. I feel bad. I didn't realize sooner that he was a good guy. I really do miss him. I was really starting to like his character, and I think a lot like you, I thought. He's going to be around for a little bit. He was going to be part of this mix. Um, but seeing how Garvey handled him when he found the phone, uh, or found him finding the phone, and straight up right away, threatened the dude's kids. Then fast forward and we see he stabbed who knows how many umpteen times. Like, Garvey is completely, and if there's kids in the car while you're listening to this, having them cover their ears. Garvey is an asshole, right? I mean, this guy's no, he's terrible, right? Me personally, yes, but there are some people out there who think that he's just really smart and crafty and is just doing what he needs to do. You know, not everybody hates him. Just saying. What the hell is his end game? Damn it! See more answers. More answers. Well, we don't know the end game, so we don't know. Maybe he's the good guy. Like I said, remember we you know Daily no. Review One Hundred One. No Daily way. Review One Hundred One. If you're not supposed to trust somebody and they're the bad guy, no. they might be the good guy. Hey, listen, let's talk no. about Ben Linus. Ben Linus, the boss. <laughs> supposed to be a bad guy the whole way no. through, and eventually became the good guy. I don't know. Yeah, no, that no. Uh, ben and Ian are two definitely different people. <laughs> um, and speaking of wanting answers. Last week, we talked about the, the little you know trailer for the next episode. They promised us answers this week. Do you feel like we got them? Well, I, I thought about this the whole episode because I was watching it. I knew this was going to come up in the podcast, and this is probably the only question I prepped for, and here's my answer. Um, they said answers. We will get answers, right? Unfortunately, we didn't understand that when they said you will get answers – they were talking directly to Elizabeth Keene and not us. Because she's the only one, only one who got answers. This episode was Elizabeth Keene and Raymond Redford right. and nobody else. You're right. Now, we so did talk about it last week. And you know that I don't normally watch the trailers for the following week because they're always BS. But Did I had do it again? hope this week. No, I made oh. sure not to watch the trailer this week because you're not fool me once and you ain't doing it again. Well, I'm going to spoil it for you right now, buddy, because I think it's very important that we talk about it on this podcast. Normal people like me watch the trailers and watch it with subtitles to know what's going on, Jay. Okay. So here it is. Um, I want to give you a brief, basically a quick synopsis of what I saw. Go ahead. I saw Ian Garby in a room with Raymond Reddington talking about making a deal and the caption read, will he betray his daughter? Oh, God. Oh, so, God. Which is, first reaction, 
Will he betray his daughter? And what are they talking about, Jay? Uh, first reaction is no, he will not. Um, and what they're talking about, um, <clears throat> you know, with Reddington, we always have to wonder kind of what his end game is, what he's playing on to do next. And, you know, Reddington as helpful as he seems to want to be. Uh, and he wants Elizabeth to get said vengeance. Um, the dude has the suitcase. He has the answers and Reddington needs those. So he needs to know who Garvey is just as much as Elizabeth or the task force needs to know. So I, I believe a hundred percent that once Elizabeth says we found him, we know who he is. He's Ian Garvey and he's a U.S. Marshal and rah, rah, rah. Reddington is on the next plane, train, automobile, something to go see him. So I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, but I do not. And I will stand by this throughout the whole rest of the season. He will not betray Elizabeth Keene. He will do whatever like it takes to get the stuff back from Garvey and perhaps even take care of Garvey himself. But he will not, not do that to Elizabeth. I agree, but I do believe that he is going to act like he is going to betray Elizabeth the whole season or maybe for the next few episodes. And we are going to believe it because he is really good at acting. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, James Spader. So I got uh, some takeaways quick. You want some yeah. takeaways quick? Okay. Yeah. Uh, episode 515 was called Patty Sue Edwards. <laughs> what did you think of Patty Sue Edwards and the filler ep- the filler part of the episode with the virus? What was your thoughts on the virus and the way it was contained and how why she did it and the results? You know, long story short on that whole thing, um, first and foremost, I I love – um, I love the whole, you know, there's a virus, everybody get out, you're all going to die. Um, that kind of story thing. I, I, I just like those. I enjoy those. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that. And I liked how, how it was weird in the beginning, how she released it, but then she kind of gave an antidote to the hospital, like who the hell does that? And then this whole elaborate plan to, um, search for DNA through uh, DOD systems and rah, 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 to find the guy that killed her husband because her husband was doing stuff he wasn't supposed to, blah, 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 only to find out, obviously, in the end that that's not true. Uh, I think it was a great story. I think it was, um, I think it was um, well done. Um, I-, I felt bad for the woman because, obviously, as horrible as it is what she was doing, um, there was an end game that was important and probably needed for her. Um, I'm just glad in the end um, that, you know, she did get to see that uh, proper military funeral. And um, I'm also glad to see that she was still, you know, arrested and was going to be dealt with because what she did was absolutely wrong. People died. So Some people didn't make it. Not everybody made it. Right. I mean, I I get it. I don't know that I would have done the same thing. Um, But I think if you have a really close friend, family member, you know, it it doesn't have to be a significant other. If somebody's been wronged, I'm I'm all for doing maybe not whatever it takes, but, you know, whatever it takes to get the truth out there. All right. Now, a mini takeaway I had. I got a mini takeaway. Um, The army, the army guy. 
that she actually poisoned that killed her husband that was part of it. Yeah. Um, he was sick with a virus, and he was still pretty badass. Now, here's my takeaway. It's been in my experience that any character on a television show or movie, most of the time, 95% of the time, the army character is always badass. Did you notice that, too? <laughs> um, well, listen, dude. Our military is no joke, so yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is. This is... They're, they're, like to see the things like this guy was dying with a deadly disease and still fought her off and was able to win the fight. Like, and she was skilled right. too. She was, a, she was a soldier. Um, also I have, um, Smokey Putnam, who has the, my favorite name of any character in this show. Um, he's, he's a lot smarter and ballsier than any of us thought. I feel the way he took oh. on Reddington the whole episode. Come on. Really? I don't, yeah. uh, I, I didn't feel that way. Why? Why? Because, because if you were in any situation with Raymond Reddington, you would be so starstruck, and I would be so starstruck that we would just listen to everything they said without questioning. All throughout the episode, he just complained and questioned and second-guessed and doubted Raymond Reddington. And me and you would know better not to do that, but I feel like he had a lot of gall in doing that the whole episode. I mean, I'm going to give him a shout-out. I don't know if that was balls, dude, or if he's just a chicken shit. Come on now. Come on. Well, listen, know. you could be the biggest chicken shit in the world that takes balls to talk up to somebody that's like that because Demi would have came in and snapped his finger one at a time for breakfast and then cooked him dinner. Right. You know that. No, you're right. You're right. right. I, yeah. One more. Got one more for yes. you. Uh, Prescott goes down. Singleton goes down. Even Tom Keen went down. I, I feel that becoming a regular on the TV show Blacklist is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the only thing about that is um, Tom Keen was obviously the major of the characters to go. But I never I never considered Tom Keen as a pivotal main character. Like, he's not the task force, and he's not Raymond Reddington. Now, Tom Keene had a lot to do, and he was in the middle of 48 different things, um, but there was a lot where he wasn't around. So I'm actually really wondering and waiting who is the key character to go, because somebody's got to go. They're killing people left and right. Somebody from the task force has to go. Um, And so I might now, after another innocent death i might take a recurring role on there if it were offered because chances are i got a pretty chance now because somebody really big has to go maybe maybe i'm overthinking it too much because maybe tom keen was bigger than i'm presenting him at presenting him as but i feel like it's time for someone on the task force to go down is that too much maybe that's too much i've hated you a lot in our friendship, and I never hated you more than I do right now. How dare you disrespect the memory of Tom Keen on this podcast? I just no, can't no. believe what I just heard. Listen, I'm going to break it down to you real simple. Tom Keen was the biggest player in this game. If it wasn't for, when Tom Keen wasn't on the episodes, I didn't want to watch Blacklist. I was ready to turn it off until he came back. And now that he's dead, the reason why I still watch it is for three reasons. One, to see his killer die. Two, because they made Elizabeth Keene such a badass that she's my new Keene, my new favorite Keene, Team Keene, hashtag Team Keene. And the third thing is, is that the big character from the task force is going to die. The problem is it's Raymond Reddington for you. 
No, <laughs> never. No. <laughs> I swear, dude. Now, listen, I think the chances <laughs> of that are very, very small, but I swear to God, if he dies at the end of the season, I'm, we're going to talk. We are. Talk. We are. We're both here morning. <laughs> right. Right. We'll have to hold each other crying. Oh, man. Too funny. Um, and, you know, it's funny that you brought up the, the trailer uh, because I didn't watch it, but that was the one question that I really had for you. Um even without the trailer, just thinking about Reddington himself, what is he going to do next? How really is he going to interfere with all this? And more importantly, and I almost got to talking about it before, will he take out Garvey before Keane has an opportunity to? Well, the first part of your question, I believe Raymond Reddington, have you ever seen the movie Lucky Number 11? I have not. Okay, for those of you who have seen it, I'm going to say that what he's going to do is what Bruce Willis called the Kansas City Shuffle. And if you don't know what that is, it's when everybody looks left and you go right. It's a simple <laughs> right. jerk move. And Reddington's going to sell this right now. Liz is going to be down. Reddington and making her own plan. And I believe that at the end of the day, um, Red's going to get the kill, but Elizabeth's going to get her answer, and that's going to cause the next drama beef dispute. And I'm going to make a quick prediction now, and that's Ian okay. Garvey is not that bad of a person for when we find out oh, what he's actually protecting. God. That's my call. No. Listen, listen, I understand he's a horrible person. He's a murderer. He killed Tom Keene, but I want to he's know why he killed Tom Keene, and was it because of Raymond Reddington? That's what I want to know. <sighs> There's nothing good or redeeming about Ian Garvey, and I stand by that through the next six seasons. 100%. Listen, I agree. I hate him. A thousand, I hate him more than you hate him. I swear to God, I just want to break his shit. But here's the thing. <laughs> you got to think that they, they're doing – maybe the writers with this Garvey character are doing the Kansas City shuffle to me and you. I like to see things from a full 360 view, and when I turn around, I see every possibility. And, yo, don't be surprised, Jay. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, we're we're gonna find out soon enough because there's not that many episodes left. Um, do you think that obviously Garvey? And I even kind of wonder how much he really knows about Keen, but he obviously knows Reddington, and he's gonna know. I mean, he knows what Reddington is capable of, so he has to know. Something is coming, so he must have a plan of his own. And so I wonder if it comes down to it where Garvey is, you know, trapped in a corner, he's got to make a choice. And you have Reddington on one side, Elizabeth on the other. Obviously, he's probably going to try to use Elizabeth against Reddington. But at the same time, Elizabeth obviously has the ultimate in hatred for him. If Garvey says, listen, keep away from Reddington, take out Reddington something, I'll give you the suitcase, I'll give you all the answers you've been looking for, blah, blah, blah. You can even put me in jail, rah, 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 but you have to take out Reddington. You can handcuff me right now, I'll tell you where everything is. Does she take out Garvey because of that anger or does she set that aside if that chance comes up? Takes out Reddington to get the answers that she wants. 
Um, well, a couple things. First, I believe that um, Ian Garvey and Reddington might have a history already or might know each other or possibly even be mutual acquaintances. So I'm not too surprised that they're going to meet up and talk in the next episode. However, to the point that you were saying about Elizabeth Keene, hmm, I think that she's going to kill Garvey. I think, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think she's going to kill Garvey. I think Red is. But I think she could kill Garvey. She, if she's going to try to kill somebody, it's going to be Garvey. She's not going to try to kill Reddington. If Reddington is going to get caught by Keene, it's going to end in cuffs and in that courthouse. I, that's the way I feel. She wouldn't huh. kill him. You see how she, you see what she said. She, she, she's all in on this Raymond Reddington being her so father. So even if, and, even if he's backed into corner and says, Elizabeth, that's not really your father. It's not really Raymond Reddington. His name is really Bob Sampson. He's been lying to you this whole time. Look in that suitcase over there. I'll give you all the rest. All you got to do is pull a bullet between his eyes. You don't think she would do it? No, and I'll tell you why. And I'm so glad that you had a fake name for him because now I can use the fake name to answer my question. Um, whatever, whatever you want to say for the last five seasons, what we've seen is Bob Sampson is more than a good father from what I see to Elizabeth Keene. Um, he's there for her. He's been there for her. He he got her out of he he saved her life. He got her a lot of problems. Um, okay. I believe that she looks at him. You know, you don't have to be blood or born to have a father figure in your life, or even a really good no, friend. I'm with you. And and I think she she sold on this Bob Sampson guy, or AKA Raymond Reddington, whoever you want, whatever you want to call him this week. I think she's all in with that. You know, she has an emotional attachment to that guy, no matter who he is to her, and you know the bloodline. No, I, I, no, I don't discount that at all. I I completely agree, and uh, you know I'm Team Reddington. I'm total Team Reddington. So um, I would hope that she would never do that. I just wonder when push comes to shove and the truth is out there and available, how far after everything that's happened, how far will Elizabeth Keene go? You know, you mentioned in that trailer they said something like, "Will he?" hurt his daughter or whatever the heck it was. Will she hurt him to get the truth? I wonder if that's the real question. No, no. With Tom Keene gone in this show, unfortunately, um, I think Liz and Red are the show. And I feel like any, either one of them getting taken off is going to probably end the show, which is why they're probably both. They are. Oh, I agree. And, I mean, I agree. and him being yeah. in some sort of cell and her having access to visit him, and him giving him blacklisters, even if he's in a cell or not. I mean, we've seen this before. He's been in cells before, giving him blacklisters. So the whole premise of the show is Liz, Red, and blacklisters being fed, no matter where Red is in the course of time. And that's because Team Reddington is the only team to be on. Yes. yes. Soon behind yes. bars. Yes. Oh, get out of here. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Well, if the show doesn't get renewed, she'll kill him. That's my call. I'm telling you. That show, whenever that show decides to end, the last scene will be her stabbing him with Tom Keene's stab wounds. Man, you better hope that never happens. You don't talk about my boy Red like that. That's my boy Red. Oh, oh and, and you can talk about Tom Keene, who didn't really have a pivotal factor in the show. <laughs> I, listen, I said he was one of the main characters, but it's like he wasn't pivotal to the story like the task force is. This whole season is about Tom Keene's murder oh, with the task force. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, Tom Keene was such a chump. All right. <laughs> Any, anything you. else anything, anything else before we wrap this up? Tom Keene was not a chump. That's it. 
Oh, God. One day you will see the light. I promise you, you will see the light. Yeah. It'll All be right. Elizabeth Keene reflecting off her knife when she stabs Reddington yeah, with Sam yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. Well, hey, another week, another black blacklist. We will be back next week after the next episode. Don't forget to go to so many shows.com to vote for the blacklist. And well, hey, check out some of the other stuff on there. Our podcast articles, reviews, news, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, follow, like us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We appreciate that. Uh, probably more than, you know, uh, I am Jay. You were who again? from so many shows so many shows.com good night everybody you're awesome Pete man I'll talk to you next week brother take it easy we're out of here guys Tom Keen Black Later Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad Music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad Music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime.